Yo, what's going on everybody? Sorry I'm running a little late. It is 3.02 p.m. on Saturday, July 18th, 2020. Yeah, that's it. Uh, sorry I'm running late. I have no good excuse. I've just been sitting here for like the last 20 minutes. But I was uploading some of my results for the Grit Summer Distance Running Project. And then I was looking at like the leaderboards and just like I got lost in the chart and the numbers and just comparing myself to other people. So that's why I'm late. And then all the next thing I knew, I was like two minutes late for the live stream. Sorry about that. Uh, but I'm glad you, you guys are here. I'm here now. Sorry about that again. But it's good to see everybody. We got Frank LaHoulier, uh, Julian Gomez. We got, uh, let's see, lots of people in here already. Solar Reanix, MC1796, JC, Steve, Hugo Garcia, and JC. Welcome everybody. Recycle on Wednesday is here as well. Terrence Huey, Pete G1980, and Stevie76, and Bert Legas, CJ Cruz, Matthew Wenzel. Good to see everybody. I think there was a question up here that I wanted to get to. Um, yeah, Frank Lillier says, what's the story with Seth's thing? I guess I'm rich enough that I don't need someone else's shoes, but I'm too poor that I'm going to give away shoes after just a few miles. So I think there's a couple things going on with Seth's thing it was that you know people and i get it too i usually refer people to seth for it that are like hey uh i'm and then you know insert story and there's usually some sort of story of why someone needs a pair of shoes or could use a pair of shoes that are like real running shoes and uh they'd be happy to take them if they're gently used or new um but they can't get them on their own and so um that's like I get requests like that all the time. Like a lot of times it's, it'll be something like I am a uh, high school cross country athlete. You know, I can't afford lots of shoes. You know, can you send me something? And, um, it's not it's just not something that I do. Uh, I donate mine to charity when I'm done with them so that they kind of stay in the local community. Um, uh, but also it's just a lot easier for me to, to do that than deal with like shipping. And that becomes, I don't know why Seth does it. It's just such a gargantuan task. But um, so that's part of it. The other part of it is a lot of times people will have a shoe, try it, kind of like, nah, I'm not sure I love it. It'll, it might sit in their closet for a little while and then they realize, oh, I've had this shoe for three months. I have no intention of wearing it, but it feels weird to like throw it away. So I think that's kind of part of it. The other part of it is sometimes people will see stuff that's like on sale and just buy it and send it to Seth. So that's kind of like their way of like giving back to the running community. So that's kind of like, what's been going on over there it's been an evolving thing for him um but i know it's becoming a giant task and so that's why i'm like i don't have any desire to like I, i'm very happy to le leave that be sets thing uh i think it's awesome that he does it i send him all mine like if i have shoes that i end up like um i can't run in this one or uh i'm not going to get to it um i'll send it to him so if i run in a shoe like once and i was like nope then I'll send it to him or if I have shoes that like just sit are sitting in boxes and I'm like, this is a winter shoe and it's March. I'm not going to get to it. I'll, I'll send it to Seth, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so that's it. And then we had another question. So Rianic says, hi, Kapuzi. If you could pick up only five words to describe what is, why, what to describe, what is, why choose, what for, whom for, how to use, where to use, which words would, would these be for? New Balance 1080 shoes i'm not sure i understand the question um but i mean if you want like 1080 version 10 it's a max cushion daily trainer max cushion daily trainer. 
Four words. That's what it's for. Um, I mean, if there's, yeah. Frankly, look at Max, cushion, daily trainer, neutral, average runner, road shoe. That's a good one, too. I think that's more than five words, though. <laughs> uh, but solar bionics, if that doesn't answer your question, let me, let me know. Um, I'll try again. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Um, I need some coffee today, even though it's really humid here today. Um, I don't think it's quite so hot, but it's really humid. The air is super thick out. Uh, on my run today, I was just having a hard time just like getting a, like a deep breath because it was just like so the air was so thick. And then um, we were just outside sitting in the shade. There's these beautiful giant, I think they're maple trees. But these, no, they're not maple trees. I don't know what they are. They're trees. They're really tall. They're beautiful. They probably have a wonderful canopy above the front and, and, uh, and backyards, my, my in-law's house. And the girls had set up a uh, lemonade stand, which wasn't, I mean, a lemonade stand with four customers, me, my wife, father-in-law, and mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, but they had set up, and we had set chairs out. And it was nice, and we were just enjoying outside. And, like, just, like, the it was, like, that level of heat and humidity that, like, plus I'm tired from the day, and it's, it was kind of around my normal, like, if I take a nap, that's where I, I if I accidentally fall asleep, I, aka take a nap, that's around the time that it happens. So I fell asleep outside, and now I'm, like, still a little bit groggy. But, um, yeah, so that, that's why I'm feeling, like, a little bit tired now. I'm drinking a little bit of coffee, even though it is warm, very warm out here today. This morning, though, I thought it was going to storm, uh, and it got to the point where, as I was on my run, uh, there's not a lot of people that I encounter when I'm out here on my run. Although yesterday I saw, well, they were like more than a block away, so real far. I saw two runners and four walkers. So it was like the most people I've ever seen during one activity. Um, and they were all far where I can get far from them all. Um, but down the main street, there's a dude that sits out on the street every day. And he just sits and watches the traffic goes by and he waves. And I usually, when I drive by, I always wave to him. And uh, I ran, and I was running on his side of the street, so I jumped out into the street to you know, make sure he had enough room. And uh, it was to the point with the weather today where I was like, I, said, I finally said something to him. I've been seeing that guy for years, but I actually said something to My, my in-laws know his name. I, I should figure out his name, but, um, or introduce myself next time. But uh, I wanted to keep my distance, and I just said, I think we're getting a storm today. And I feel like that's the first time I've set, had set, like said a sentence like that to a complete stranger or to someone else like out in the community. And I feel like I feel like I'm starting to belong here because that's the kind of thing that people around here say all the time. Yeah, I said it without any hint of irony. I was like, I think a storm's coming. And he's like, sure, it looks like it. So I felt like I felt validated. I felt good. <laughs> oh man. Um, 42 BJT42 says, Kofuzi, I see you are hitting some amazing weekly mileage at the moment. Are you planning to juice any speed work over the summer? Maybe down to six minute miles or so? Uh, maybe. I'm kind of interested in maybe after I'm going to, the mileage is from, well, I just like running this much miles. 70 to like 80 miles a week is a nice sweet spot for me. Uh, enough that I feel like I'm getting workouts in terms of like cumulative fatigue and like getting miles in and building a whole bunch of base. Um, but not so much that I'm like really struggling to get through like my, my days. Um, in terms of speed work, uh, well, the reason for that mileage, though, one is I like it. Two is I'm going to do a, a, about a 50K run coming up next week. 
So then after that, I'm thinking it might be a good time to then come down and maybe not train for a 5K time trial, but like, I don't know, maybe do some more higher level intensity work for a little bit. Um, so uh, that's something that I'm thinking about. So I might, but I don't really have any current plans for that. Uh, I just don't like running fast that much. Um, six minute miles is like kind of my goal 5K pace. So like if I were to train for a 5K, that six minute per mile is what I'd kind of be focusing in on. Um, but I don't, <laughs> it, I don't like running that at that speed. It's not, it's not pleasure, pleasant for me to do that. So that's why like if, if absent a goal, it's not a, 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 it's not a place that I would normally go to. That's the thing. MC1796 says, um, speaking of speed, new PR in the mile and 400, 60 seconds, six seconds in the 400 and 529 in the mile, even though my pacer took me through the first lap way too five at 75 seconds. Nice work. That's, that's great. That's amazing. Good speed. Congratulations. See, I need that bell. I'm going to, today, I'm going to look for it. Tomorrow, I'll figure out a bell noise that I can play. I got it. I got to get on top of that. Uh, Carlo Van Nierkirk, Niekirk says, Hey, Kofuzi, what are your best running hat recommendations? I have two brands that I love. Cielli Hats, C-I-E-L-E. I never know if I'm saying it right, and no one ever like corrects me or confirms. But Cielli Hats, um, they make ones with these giant big perforations in it that are just great. let lets so much air flow through, and they're nice and floppy. You can throw them in the washing machine when you're done. It's great. Um, Path Projects is my second favorite hat. They have ones with all their hats, even their trucker hats, are made with uh, like wicking material, so like tech, tech material. So that way, again, like if it gets wet, it dries quickly, and you can throw those in, in the wash as well, and there's no problem. So those are the two brands that I like. I'm looking at, I don't know if I, I don't think I ordered it yet. It might be in my shopping cart at Amazon. But I want to look at some of the Buff brand hats, um, the, the company that makes the neck gaiters. So I want to look at some of those because I feel like those are nice. And then I have another hat coming in the mail. We'll see. We'll see how that one. It looks kind of like a CLE hat. For a while, I thought they were CLE hats, but they're, I don't think that they are. But that, I'll show you guys that one once that arrives. Um, but those are the two that I love. Uh, Mr. Rand says, hi all, how was your long run Saturday? 17.5 miles in today. That's awesome. That's a good long distance, especially for a day where I think a lot of the, at least the Northern Hemisphere is seeing, well, the U.S. is seeing a lot of heat. I don't know about the rest of the Northern Hemisphere, but in summertime here, the Northern Hemisphere, and in the U.S., a lot of people are getting some heat. Dan Rodriguez says, oh, in terms of mine, my run was 12 miles. Again, I ran with that same dog. Um, and this time when I got by the farm, I just didn't try to like not make the dog not come with me. Although what's funny is the other, there's two dogs. I found out the other dog's name is Daisy, Daisy and Gunner. Daisy barks and I, I don't know, like either hears me or smells me coming from a long ways away. Cause I hear the barking long before I could see the dog. So I hear the barking and then the other dog, Gunner, the one that runs came running and just ran with me and I tried to get, I was like, I made like one attempt to like get the dog to stay. It wouldn't. So I was like, fine, we're going for a run. So we ran all, almost five miles together. I went to like the busy road part. It was still with me. So I took him back home. Um, and then again, as we were coming back to the house, 
uh, to that house where the dog lives. Uh, Daisy, the other dog, barked like crazy. Um, and I saw a tennis ball in the yard. So I thought, aha, either the owner left me like a clue or I figured something out. I, I pick up the tennis ball. I got the dog to like, you know, I got the dog's attention, Gunner, the one that run, runs with me. And I threw it um, thinking like, you know, then the dogs would play with each other, play with that ball, and then I could just run off. But what ended up happening is that Daisy, the dog that was further back, got to the tennis ball first, and then, then Gunner was like, well, now I got nothing to do. So he came back after me again. And so this time the farmer came out, this time with like the dog treats container and was like rattling it and was like, come on, Gunner, stay here, stay. And I felt bad and we talked some more and I was like, I'm really sorry that I keep making you have to come out of the house and like I'm disrupting your morning and I feel bad. And she, she was like, I'm sorry that the dog keeps chasing after you. She's like, the dog must like you for some reason. I'm like, I don't know. But that's, that's the story. That was my run for today. Hopefully your guys' runs were fun too. I had a lot of fun with the dog. It was fun. Um, Dan, Dan Rodriguez says, recommend any max cushion shoe with wide toe box. Uh, what's it say? With wide, I lost it. Um, I think it was, oh, all right, here we go. Recommend any max cushion shoe with wide toe box outside of ultra. Uh, I think that a lot of Hoka shoes come in wide sizes. So then the Bondi six, I don't know if the Triumph 17 comes in a wide or the 1080 version 10. I don't know if those come in a wide as well. Uh, cause that would certainly help. I would say of the two, I'm not sure of 1080 versus the Triumph 17. I'm not sure which one has the wider toe box, to be honest with you. Um, I, the, I feel like though with the form, I think it's form fit that's on the Triumph 17. It just is very, it's not tight fitting, but it's very enveloping that upper style. And so maybe the 1080 might be a better choice to look at. Um, Lloyd DLC says, well, Hey, what's going on? Kofuzi shout out from Manila Philippines represent. Awesome. What's going on, dude? Um, yeah. And I think Martha's jumping in between this live stream today and, uh, and Seth's, which is cool. I totally understand that. I don't think Seth goes, does his live stream with a ton of regularity anymore. So if you guys are curious to see what's going on, definitely go over there. I'll be here today. I'll be here tomorrow. So feel free to hop back and forth or just hang out over there. I'm cool. Um, Stevie 76 says, when you see a dude sitting on the side of the road, take a right. That's funny. All right, we got a live, uh, we got a super chat coming in from Ben Eng. Thanks so much, Ben. Says, hi, not been in the last few live streams as I've been saving these for my runs. Awesome. Thanks for doing these. Well, thanks so much, Ben. Thanks so much for um, stopping by today uh, and also for taking uh, us along on your runs. That's cool. Uh, I do put them out. I mean, you can always st stream them from the YouTube app if you can listen to the YouTube while you run or I've been making them as podcasts too. So I feel like it's a, it's kind of like a radio call-in show where you're just listening to it and going. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying that. And Ben, it seems like you are. So thank you so much. And I'm glad you are. Uh, Chris Dyke says, hey, Kavuzi, hey all. What's going on, Chris? Frank LaHuller says, are you tapering? Uh, I'll do kind of like a, a what I like to do with a taper, 
which is, um, I mean, I'll probably take off the day before. Hopefully I'll remember to take off the day before because I forgot to take a day off before the 10K time trial. Um, but I'll take off the day before I do it. I think I'm going to do it next Thursday. I'm just looking at the weather now. Like any time next week I think will be fine for me. But um, I'm looking at the weather to see when would be a good day. It's just going to be like nothing exceptionally hot, nothing exceptionally cool on any of those days. So I think it's going to be Thursday. I'll have to check with my wife's schedule because I'll need her to drive me to help drop off a car. And then, um, so we'll do that. I might, if I, if I do it Thursday, I'll take Wednesday off. I might take Tuesday off or just do a real short run on a Tuesday. So that's kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking with that. Patrick Fung is here. Um, 42 BJT 42 says he has a same target goal of six minute per mile for his 5k as well. Yeah, it's, it hurts. That's a, that's a fast speed for me. Um, Juan Garcia says, dogs chasing is one thing. I had a showdown with a javelina on Thursday. Whoa. I'm glad you're all right. Well, I hope you're all right anyway. Um, Martha says she's here. She'll watch sets after the fact because she donated some shoes back in March and would enjoy knowing who ends up with them. Yeah, I'm curious too. Um, Cause like, but the thing is he has, I, I've seen how many shoes he has like waiting to get sent out and he has a lot. It's got to take a long time. It's just going to have to be like a random, like boom, 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 boom. Here's like a list of 50 people that get shoes. Like, I don't know how he's going to do it. Um, but it's, it seems crazy, but, uh, I, I sent over, I think four pairs of shoes a little while, like a couple months ago. So uh, we'll see. MC1796 says, how do you learn how to pole vault? A lot less natural of a movement than running. LOL. Yeah, you do it in baby steps. So at first you get like you get the big pole, but you don't bend it. You know, it takes a while to learn how to really bend the pole. Uh, so you run a little bit and you kind of just jump and you get used to like planting it in the box and then you know landing in the mat. So you start with that, and then you run a little bit further out and and kind of do the same thing. And it kind of looks like uh, what. Is, Oh, we talked about it the other day. Were they like warrior games? The ones where they have this, they call it, what is it, the saber? The, the giant telephone pole and you run with? They have something like that in those things too, where they run with a giant pole and it doesn't really bend and you stand on it and then you like let go and kind of like try to get across a river. That's kind of how you learn how to pole vault. And then they put you on, uh, at least for how I learned was, they have like, all the poles are designed to carry and bend and spring back for a, a person's certain amount of weight. And they have these trainer poles that bend extra fast. Um, they don't spring you up that high, but you get used to the idea of bending. So then you start using on trainer poles and then you get onto the bigger poles and kind of keep going. It is not natural though. I must, I didn't had a, I didn't have a coach for pole vaulting in high school. We had a guy that came in like once a week. Uh, and in the, in between that, I was kind of on my own and I was doing some stuff that was real bad. I messed up my back real bad. I don't think I did any permanent damage, but, um, yeah, I was doing it all. I was kind of doing it wrong and it was like just putting weird strains on my back. So I figured it out a little bit. Um, Steve Arnberg says, Oh, did not know this was available as a podcast. We'll try that on a run. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't tried, maybe I should try it personally. I don't know. I think that would be weird to listen to one's own podcast on a run to see what like the listening only experience is. But I think it's getting like, I'm averaging like 70 or 80 listens per day uh, by podcast. So I feel like that's pretty good. Um, 
Silview bonus says, hey man, if you can only run in one shoe, what would it be? Right now, if I could only run in one shoe, I think it would be the endorphin speed. Um, if of all time I could only run in one shoe, it would be the Pegasus 33 shield. That's one of my favorite shoes of all time. But uh, sentimental choice aside, my real answer would probably be of any shoe ever, probably the Vapor 54% flying it. That, I thought was a great shoe. And Martha wants to know, where are the Javelinas in the U.S., Arizona or New Mexico? Hmm. Rain Runners has to Google what a Javelina is. Casey Petty says, Javelina equals a Puma. Pumba. Sorry. Um, people are Googling what a Javelina is. Scott says, fast, short, or, or slower long runs better for distance training. Uh, slower long runs for building base. I think like yes to all of them. Uh, fast, short, or slow, long. I think, or I guess both of those. Uh, you build base by the slow, long runs. The way I like to think of it is not like people think of it as base building and like think of it as like a pyramid. I don't think of it that way. I think of it more of like... Um, uh like build like making a making a blade right you forge the steel you like collect the steel you make the steel first and then you hone it right and so people have been asking me in terms of like low heart rate training too like when do you start introducing the speed work you start introducing the speed work when you have a race so you forge and you forge and you forge and then you hone the blade to a very sharp fine point so that's kind of how i think of uh running or at least training for races. Uh, Brad Tui says, what would be a good running shoe to pair with the Kinvara 11? I would say the Triumph 17. Uh, but if you're looking for a racer, then the uh, endorphin, like you could do a Kinvara 11 as the daily trainer every day, and then um, use the endorphin speed or the endorphin pro as your uh, racer. Assuming you were talking about like uh, marathon distances. If you're going shorter distances, I feel like a good one-two punch with the way the way that the Kinvara 11 rides would actually be like the Kinvara 11 and like the Meta Racer if you're talking about some shorter distances. I like those two shoes together. EV says, saw a guy with a selfie stick running the lakefront trail this morning. Thought it was you for a second. That's awesome. I'm glad that it's catching on. Um, yeah, cause I was watching, well, who was the Instagram story? Was it? Oh, uh, Emily Hellers and like her friend had like, you know, got some footage of Emily running with her selfie stick. And I was like, see, it doesn't look that weird. I mean, it looked weird, but it doesn't look that weird. So I'm hoping it catches on. <laughs> Casey Pace says, I know you Kafuzi, I know you listen to audiobooks. Any suggestions? I've listened to a few, but usually get bored with the narrative. Ready for that mic co-narration? I would love to be a professional audiobook narrator. That would be great. The other thing, though, is I also get really mad when narrators don't or when authors don't narrate their own books. That's frustrating to me, I, especially if it's a, like a celebrity, right? Uh, like when a runner writes a book. Um, or when someone that's gone on a great adventure is telling you something factual, if they then, then, and then someone else narrates the story, it seems like 
ah, it seems like such like a, why why did you, you I, I wrote the book for, because of the way this person like climbed Mount Everest or like ran across the desert like but anyway um, so some recommendations uh, the running books that I've really enjoyed are Adarna and Thin's books that's really good uh, I also enjoy uh, Matt Fitzgerald's books Matt Hutchinson there's a lot of mats that write and run. Um, I also generally just like Malcolm Gladwell. He reads all his own audiobooks, and he's a podcaster as well as a fantastic author. And so always just very insightful to listen to uh, him speak. Uh, but I mean, the best audiobook I probably ever listened to was um, I'm trying to blank on it. Can't hurt me. That one's just absolutely amazing. That's a that's the I mean I could listen to that one multiple times I think and still enjoyed it so yeah uh, World Travier says hi again from Seattle any thoughts on a good daily neutral trainer with a wide toe box and good padding for long slow runs to build up your base thanks I I'm right now running in the Ride 13 and I'm really enjoying that shoe uh, it's not the widest toe box though I think it used to have a wider toe box this year I think I feel like it got a little narrower. But I've been enjoying that. I also feel like the Clifton 6, I don't have the Clifton 7 yet, but I feel like the Clifton 6 also has a really good size toe box and is great for that. I also like the Ultra Escalante, if you're talking about wide toe boxes. There was an earlier question that specifically excluded Ultras, but if we can include it, I do like the Escalante quite a bit. There's a lot of stack height on that shoe, 24 mils, millimeters of stack height. And I just feel like that's a lot, and it's nice and comfy. But on that shoe, it's the Ultra Ego Foam. It's got a little bit of bounce to it, too, so it's nice. 42, BJT42 says, I would like to hit all, where'd it go? I would like to hit all the marathon majors before I kick the bucket. Which of the U.S. races do you recommend first, Chicago, Boston, or New York, or a different U.S. marathon completely? Um, well, I mean, I think that, uh, I don't know where you are, but um, in terms of any of the three, do the ones that you can get into whenever you can get into them. So like my running buddy and I are like, uh, we're just going to apply to like Berlin, London, New York, Chicago, Chicago and Boston, like every year we'd like to run Tokyo, but like, that's not just like a, Oh, we'll go. Cause we got in this year. I think that's just like such a bigger trip, but um, yeah, we've been, we've been thinking about like, you know, you just keep applying every year and you go whenever it is that you go. That's kind of how I feel about it. And then Boston, you have to qualify as well. So, like, that adds another wrinkle to it, too. So. Ooh, Stevie76 says, FedEx just dropped off his endorphin speed an hour ago. Nice. Robert Archuleta says, Hi, Mike. What trails did you run in Scottsdale when you were here? By the way, it's 111 today. Uh, the ones that I ran were in, like, is it, like, the McDonald, uh, like, nature preserve or park or something like that? uh it's like north of uh i was staying at the walking stick talking stick resort when i that's where i was staying for work that time and uh those are trails that i enjoy up there like there is like lost dog wash there's a whole bunch of trails look up lost dog wash that's one you'll find and there's a whole like series of trails i think sunset ridge or something like that is another sun yeah sunset ridge i think is another one um mcdowell i want to say mcdowell i don't remember i think there's some arizonans in here maybe you guys can help me out 
but that's the area that I like. You know, when I did those runs, the altitude is like a thousand feet. I'd go anywhere between like 600 to another thousand feet on top of that, which to me feels like running up a mountain. And I feel like that's a good amount of, uh, amount of climbing for me. Uh, still leaves your legs plenty fresh enough to come, you know, barreling down the hill, which is my favorite part. So, yeah. Casey Petty says, listening to Finding Ultra by Rich Roll now, not loving it. That you know, it wasn't my favorite audiobook. I like Rich Roll. Um, and it was interesting to, to learn more about like his story. Um, but I also feel like that story is really designed and intended for an audience that maybe is a little bit different than me. So like, um, there were times where I found myself like not, uh, I guess rooting against rich role as a character in a novel, you know? Um, in terms of like some of the things that he had, he was like kind of like dealing with through his like growing up. I know that's a weird way to to say you're rooting against like an actual human being, but was, that's I, I didn't like really connect with him so much in terms of like his early years. So that and then at the end, it's like a like it's like a cookbook. So um, I didn't listen to that part because I'm like I'm not going to listen to someone recite recipes. At the end, like an audiobook form, so, uh, but yeah, um, I would if you haven't listened to "Can't Hurt Me," definitely go listen to that one. Um, Meb Kaplesky's book, um, I think his first one is the one that I've listened to on audiobook. That was also a good one, as well. But the narrator is not Meb, and it's someone with not like a, an American English accent, so it was really confusing or strange like American and English accent. All right, let's see. Recycle on Wednesday says, my favorite audiobook experience is comedians narrating their own memoirs. Ah, I've never done that. I might have to look that up. That's a great idea. Nathan says, thanks for the recommendation on the Triumph 17s. They are a nice change from the Bondi 6. Awesome. I'm glad that they're working out for you, Nathan. And... Let's see. Someone said. Casey Pay said, Malcolm Gladwell is incredible. Thanks for the suggestions. Awesome. I hope you find something that you uh, that you like. Uh, Sylvia Bonus says, in this heat, are you trying to keep a certain pace or are you just trying to get through the run? Uh, these days, uh, unless I have like a workout planned, uh, I'm just kind of running easy. And I feel like now with like, I've been doing low heart rate training enough where like my sense of easy, I'm probably really running a little bit harder than what easy should be, but I'm staying within kind of my low heart rate range. So like, I'm just kind of running, um, not hard. If I'm feeling a little tired, I'll run a little bit slower. If I'm feeling good, uh, I'll run a little bit faster. There are days where I've had some kind of tune up workouts to get ready for this, uh, like almost 50 K that I'll be running soon. And so then I don't run by pace even then, I run by heart rate. And so like I kind of have a goal heart rate that I wanna be using for this 50K event. And so I've been running like intervals or long repeats at, at, that, at that pace, uh, at that heart rate. So a level of effort, not necessarily pace. So like I don't, it's not that I don't care, but the, the pace is not what I'm shooting for. 
it's the heart, it's the exertion. So that's how I, I deal with it. Abdullah says, I just can't get rid of shin splints. I've tried stability shoes, low mileage, rice. I mean, hype rice. Nothing seems to be working. Anybody has any other methods that work for them? Um, yeah, I usually like uh, heat at night, uh, like a heating pad. If I've had it, that's what I like to put on. Um, and alternate heat and night, heat and cold. So then like heat um, until like, everything gets nice and loose. And then like if it's when it's actually like actively hurting, then I sit down. So that's kind of like the, some of the things that I might do. But I think, you know, just got to rest through it. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, the only time I get things that are like shin splints these days are when I run in stability shoes. So not running in stability shoes. Stability shoes usually cause me to get those kinds of pains. So that's another thing. Oh, Frank says, running on grass works for him. I think that works for a lot of people too. Finding softer surfaces is another great tip. That's true. James Chin says, hey, Kofuzi, do you keep? Do you think keeping track of cadence is important to running longer miles? Higher cadence may make long runs easier, harder. I think that there is a school of thought that says tracking cadence is extremely important. And I'm not going to say that they're wrong, but I personally don't keep track of cadence. I feel like cadence and running form are a reflection of your level of fitness or your instantaneous level of fatigue at a given pace and so um like trying to run at a faster cadence doesn't make you a better runner becoming like a stronger better runner as a result of that your cadence may improve it's kind of it's people i think people are putting it backwards um cv76 says y'all have the souped up kiddie pool with a huge slide those look fun Maybe get a slip and slide too, and your yard could look like a water park. There's nothing like jumping in the pool after a hot run. We do have like, we don't have like a super like big one. There's one that has like two circles in it. One is a little bit deeper than the other. And there's like a little inflatable slide that even the four-year-old or the three, she's not four yet. She'll be four next month. But the three-year-old, even she like has to kind of like, like pretend she's sliding down in it because either of the two kids when they sit on it, they just flatten it. And so there's not really a lot of slide action. So it's like, it's that. Um, we've had it before where we put a slip and slide in front of a larger kiddie pool in this yard because there's a slight downhill uh, to the yard. And it's nice, but um, I think it just tears up the grass. Slip and slides are horrible for your grass. And so, like, having experienced, at least in the house in Guttenberg, like, the importance of the, of the, of the yard here, I don't want to, like, mess up my, my mother-in-law's grass. The other day she got really mad at the neighbor. Like she didn't say it to him, but she got mad because the neighbor mowed lawn a couple of days early. And then so she, so she was like, so then I had to mow my lawn. And so that's definitely something that happens here. I mean, the neighbor on the other side, he works. So he, apparently my father knows that he only mows on Fridays, no matter what Friday he mows. But um, everyone, lots of other people, they'll mow on the same day. So like if you switch up the schedule, it it pisses everybody off because now, now I got to mow. So it's, it's, it's a, it's peculiar. I think it's, I think it's amazing. I love it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, but I've never experienced anything like that before. But I all short, long story short, I don't want to like mess with the grass too much. Even I feel bad about putting the kiddie pool in the grass. Cause I know that's not going to be good for that grass either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, 
CJ Crew says, I read that wide shoe sizes are just more upper material and not a wider midsole. Is that true? I actually don't know. I don't know. I never thought about that. I It could be more upper. Like, I think, uh, maybe. Maybe the, the last, the, the shoe mold, like the foot mold that is designed around is bigger, is just wider, but maybe the midsole is still the same size? I don't know. I guess that's a great question. Innes Dunbar says, how's it going, Innes? I think cadence is good to keep an eye on, but thinking about it on a run doesn't work well for me. Better if I try and run tall and keep good running posture. I think that's a sensible way to approach it too. Like to look at it and see like, I think that like for people that are running intervals, if you're doing mile repeats or half mile repeats, like Yasso 800s or something, um, to think about like, all right, when I'm getting tired, if I try and focus on, you know, running tall, uh, or as my high school track coach called it, running pretty, you got to run pretty. Um, then, uh, then it seems like my effort is less. So if you can combine perceived effort, your, uh, intention to run with proper form or to run more efficiently, um, and you're actually looking at the data and the metrics, then I think that's useful. But like Inna says, like thinking like, ooh, am I at 180? I'm not sure. I may better pick it up a little bit. I'm not sure how well that works. Although some people have mentioned, because we've talked about this on live streams before, that there are uh, playlists on like Spotify that are at 180 beats per minute that you can listen to. And so that way you don't have to think about it. You just have to like step to the beats, which I think could be really, really useful if that's something that you're looking at. Jody Run says, I would mow on a different day each week just to mess with the neighbors. Oh, I think that that would, I think that would make you persona non grata if you did that. I, I, that yeah, I, I, would, I would be reluctant to like egg, egg on the neighbors in that, in that regard. But I, I probably would start doing stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, because I, I probably, like, I don't, do people mow in the same pattern every, every time? Like, do you always go like this way or do you sometimes switch it up? Because I remember when the, when I had to mow lawns back in, you know, last time I did it with any regularity was in high school. I would switch. Sometimes I would just do a, like a, a spiral that got smaller and smaller, you know. And other times I would go diagonal and I would just do it at a different time each time because it's just such a boring activity. But, yeah. Frank LaHoulier says, someone should do a dissertation on the anthropology of lawnmowing. I wonder if also, oh, that was a bug. I wonder if also, like, there are big regional differences to it, not only because there's different types of grasses, but I wonder if, like, different cultural, socioeconomic differences to it. Um, I wonder if there's some sort of correlation. I bet you there are lots of correlations that you could put, pick out from it. Um, all right. Casey Petty says to CJ Cruz's question, I'm an E, not an EE, and some brands do more material, some do a wider last, also varies between the models. New Balance is good about using a wider last. Oh, okay, good to know. But also unfortunate that it's not like, oh, you know exactly what a wide size exactly means. Hmm. JC says, I'm proud to say I'll never win Yard of the Month. Yeah, I would never, I would never. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that would get like the... If we were in the South, like the bless your heart, you try so hard kind of thing. Um, if I, like, if we owned a house, it would be one of the things where, or around here, a lot of people will mow for their neighbors if that neighbor is elderly. You know, you just, well, you just mow the neighbor's lawn for them. Well, you're already out there, so you just mow both kind of thing. 
my brother-in-law, he will ride the riding lawnmower around town. He'll go up to do his mom's yard, and then he'll come back to his to his yard, and he might do, like, another one. Like, he'll just drive that thing around town. Um, and I feel like my yard would be the one that someone else mowed for me to, to be nice. That, I think that's what would end up happening. <laughs> uh, yeah. Recycle on Wednesday says, my children neighbors, childhood neighbors had trouble getting their lawn to grow when they first built their house. The rest of the street, except my parents, signed a petition about it. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that would, I'd be like, can I just rock it? Like, I love, that, that's one of the reasons why I love houses in Arizona. There's just rocks and like cactuses and stuff. I mean, I know that you can grow grass there and lots of houses have grass, but I'll be like, ah, oh, it's more environmentally uh, friendly to just have rocks in the front yard and then pavement in the back and a pool, maybe a pool. That's what I would like if I lived in Arizona. So I think that's what I need to do. I was also thinking like, ah, I would very quickly find out who has like uh, a kid uh, that mo wants to make a couple bucks mowing a lawn or something. That's what I would figure out. Chris Dyke said, I work grounds at a golf course during college, the ultimate lawn mowing experience. I bet. Chris, did you also have to deal with moles? My father-in-law is currently on, like is, has been mole hunting. Um, there are a handful that have, are starting to infiltrate the lawn. And um, my daughter thinks it's fascinating. But my father-in-law doesn't want them to watch him do it because if he finds it, he um, kills it. So, but like he's out there and he's just like staring at the grass, like stomping his feet every once in a while. And he brings a shovel out there with him. I don't know. I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen his like kill stroke, but um, yeah, he's out there and he's looking for moles. And I think of uh, Caddyshack every time he goes out there to do it. But I've also seen the damage that they're doing to the yard. It's really tearing stuff up. Patrick Fung says, I mow when the grass is long. And yes, I mow in a certain pattern. Got to be efficient as well. So I can go run more. I, I was also thinking that I might buy a lawn mowing robot. That's probably what I would do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> some are saying, if you get a house, you need to get a robot mower. They are amazing. I, I mean, I think, though, that if I did, then people would be like, of, it would be like, of course, this guy has the like the robot lawnmower and doesn't want to go get his hands dirty so i feel like if anything i'd have to like go and like i love the i I've, i love the sound of like a, a non-powered mower have you ever pushed one of those it's just like the spinning blades it just makes like a sound it's so relaxing and especially if you get those blades nice and sharp if you could see like the grass like getting like sliced it's beautiful. I probably, I feel like I would need to do that, or like, I don't know, I'll get a, a, a riding mower because I feel like, if you know, I would need to get a push, and I need to show that I can do it myself. I feel like that's how you like. Otherwise, the neighbor's gonna be like, ah, that guy's not like us. So I feel like, yeah, there's a, there, uh, yeah, that the mo the lawn would give me a lot of social anxiety, I think. Scott says someone else mows my grass. I think though that even if that's why I would have to be like a kid of a neighbor, because I feel like I just like hired a service to mow it. I feel like I would get talked about around here. So, hmm. Chris Dyke says in terms of the moles, not so much on the fairways, but on the longer grass occasionally. Oh yeah. 
you guys talk about Patrick Bung says Lawnmower Man is not really a lawnmower movie. And Rainer says, Yes, I know that much, but could you imagine if it was just about lawn mowing? Is there's gotta be a movie about this. Like this I can't, I mean, I feel like this is like really great like satire slash comedy slash like reality like material like I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm so fascinated by the lawns around here Casey Pace says why isn't lawn Roomba a thing yet it is a thing I've seen I've seen ads for them uh, Stevie 76 says waking up to those leaf blowers is not relaxing you know a lot of people here will mow their lawns they don't have the bag mowers so they'll mow the lawns and then they'll blow the clippings which I'm just like wow that seems like a lot of work like the wind will take care of it won't it I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand, the, the blowing thing I don't really understand. Like, I understand blowing leaves, because that's easier than raking them, but like blowing like the grass clippings, I, I don't get, and then it's probably another thing that the neighbors would like, m like grumble about for my house, if I had a house. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Martha says, okay, I think we're reaching the next Kofuzi weird mile race in the series. On a grass course, you have to push a lawnmower. Old-fashioned kind. Rainrunner says, in Mizunos. I mean, those are those have been good lawnmowing shoes for me. Because um, there's so much rubber and grip on the outsole. But, yeah, I mean, there's there are lawn, lawnmower races. Like, people will modify their riding mowers, and then, like, they're, like, drifting as they come around the corners and stuff. That looks really funny. Um, but, like, pushing a lawnmower would, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be amazing. Because then imagine if you did it in a field, and, like, you could then, we'll get a drone up in the air, and we'll see, like, what does the mowing look like, right? I think you'd have to actually have, like, a regular mower. That could be so dangerous. But, like, maybe not a self-propelled, but, like, an actual motorized mower so that you could, like, run with it. And it would just be like, oh, can you imagine, like, the, the GoPro footage? It would just be like, ah. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Chris Yao says, The Straits Story. The film is based on the true story of Alvin Straits' 1994 journey across Iowa and Wisconsin on a lawnmower. That's funny. That, I, I mean, I'm sure it's not funny, but, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you, Jody Run says I think you need to do a video with lots of B-roll on everyone's lawn. I I would love to, but I just I don't want to like I, I'm I'm reluctant to film other people's houses, especially since I don't know them. You know, so that's that's the only reason. I, I, out of out of deference for for the neighborhood, I don't really want to want to do that. But um, that would be kind of funny. What I think what would be funnier is if like. Um, there were a way without like I don't want to embarrass anybody not that I don't think it's embarrassing but like I don't want to like put anybody on the spot like if once once someone starts mowing like listening to all the other houses that start mowing too it's 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 really like I mean I've I've been here for weeks before I just never noticed the lawn mowing thing Ben Eng says, you can't leave dead grass on the lawn. It strangles the grass. Oh, is that what it is? Hmm. Yeah, Frank LaHulier says, some push mowers have grass catchers. Yeah, the first house that my parents ever bought, they, um, it was a small little plot in Piscataway, New Jersey, and the backyard was real nice. It was, like, not fenced in, but they, someone had planted these tall fir trees that went, like, just straight up. And uh, 
then in the back there were these really tall like I don't know other kinds of pine trees and um and that was the back of the property and then we had a bag mower and whenever the bag filled up we would put it underneath the pine tree because underneath the pine tree the tall pine trees in the backyard there was no like grass or anything growing there anyway so that's where we would dump all the grass clippings so that's what we would do that was that would have been 30 years ago that was in the 90s ZV76 time-lapse mowing. I would only do that if I had a drone up. Put the drone up and you can watch me running around. That would be kind of fun. Martha says she's enjoying some of the artwork of people's runs on Strava. Yeah, I wish I could do that. I don't have the patience for it. I would get so annoyed. Bub Tub says, thinking Kofuzi would go for an iRobot lawnmower. I would want one. I feel like if I bought a house in the suburbs in Chicago, I'd probably get one. If I bought a house out here, I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's going to no. That's that's going to that's going to cause a little bit of a scandal. Franklin Lear says David Lynch directed the Stray Story. I I got to watch this now. Wow. Amazing. Uh JC says, George Jones famously pulled over drunk driving while riding a lawnmower to the liquor store. Did I remember that right? I don't, that's a funny story. Um, around here and a lot of places in, in, in the country, like ride, driving around a golf cart or some sort of like four-wheel vehicle, that's not like an ATV, but a four-wheel that's kind of like in the vein of like a golf cart. Um, I call them gators. I don't know why they're called. I think that must be the brand name or a model. Um, but is really popular, you know, the ones that have like the little orange flag on it. And sometimes I'll have like a mirror up there, but like, they're not really street legal, but some towns have like ordinances that allow it. The word on the word is that they're moving to pass one in this town, but, um, they're all, they're all over the place. And my wife and I don't really like it at all. Cause we just presume that either it's a kid that's too young to drive, even though the driving age here is really, really low, or it's someone that's just tanked. And I'm just like that, that like, just stay away as far as you can. That's kind of how I see it. But when we were in Guttenberg, Guttenberg, they, they're, they're everywhere. People have them. And I think that's just what people drive around. Like I'll see, like, um, I saw one where it was a family of four in it and two, they had two young kids. And then another one where it was, uh, like, I don't, I, I, I think what it was, was like a family of four and two friends and they were sitting facing out on the back seats. So there's six people in one of those things. It was just, it wasn't a lawnmower, but it was a, it was a golf cart or a gator or something along those lines. But yeah. But yeah, <laughs> well, we got on a big tangent on lawn mowing today. But that was pretty fun. I think that's a good place to leave it for today too. Um, thanks everyone for, for tuning in or hopping back and forth between this one and Seth's. It was good to see you guys here. <laughs> Fantastic time talking about lawn mowing. I'm going to have to go watch that, uh, that documentary, uh, this straight story. Cause I think it's absolutely fascinating. Maybe I'll watch the lawnmower man too. I don't really have time to watch movies, but I don't, I mean, I have time. I just don't make it a priority, but I, I'm going to try and find the straight story. Maybe it's, hopefully it's on Netflix. We'll see. Chris Dyke says, I aspire to have a golf cart as my main mode of transport. We'll see. Rainrunner says, happy mowing everyone. That's a great way to end. Happy mowing everybody. Hope you're staying safe out there on your mow. And I'll see you 
in the next one. <laughs>